Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Let me, let me close up just with a, with a thought from Scripture. Open your Bibles to Psalm 90, if you would. And uh, just a couple of verses of Scripture. Psalm 90. Now, I've entitled this message, The Days of Our Lives, but it has nothing to do with the soap opera that Brother Riddell watches every day. I promise you that. But I want you to see just a couple of things here. Psalm 90, look, look at verse, if you would, Psalm 90, look at verse number uh, 10. It says, the days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it's soon cut off and we, we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Look at verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That's a great, that's a great passage, right? And I'm sure you're aware of this. That, that's a prayer. That's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Many Bibles will have that as an inscription. So that was a prayer that Moses prayed in, in this psalm. And in verse number 10, Moses speaks about the life expectancy of man. And, and look at verse 10. He talks about three score years and 10. And so that would be 70, right? 70. So if you've lived, um, if you're 70 years old, you have already lived 25,550 days on earth, Right? And, and that's, that's a lot of days, isn't it? 70 years old, 25,550 days. If by chance, if by chance you have made it to 80 years old, you have lived 29,200 days. And so, happy birthday, Dr. Ravel. 80 years old, 29,200 days. And we pray the Lord gives you many, many, many more God uses you continually. However, the, the text says this, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So even if we've lived to be 80 years old or more, it's still a drop in the bucket. And life is still too short, isn't it? We find ourselves often talking about this. And so Moses in this passage, he prays a prayer. And in verse number 12, he kind of sums it up. Here's what he prays. He says, so teach us to number our days. Since life is short, and since you just blink, and another day, another week, another month, another year has gone by, he said this, he said, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. In other words, what he's saying is this, help us, Lord, help us to evaluate our time and use it wisely. What he's, what he's praying is, Lord, help us to do the very best things with our life. 
right? And if I, if I were to break down verse number, just verse number 12, there's a couple of things I see there that I'd like to comment about. Notice, if you would, in verse number 12, the teacher, the teacher. Moses says this, he says, so teach us. But who's he referring to? Well, in verse number one of Psalm 90, he says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. And so in verse number one, he's speaking about the Lord. And in verse number 12, he's speaking about the Lord, so teach us. And so what he's saying is this, Lord, if you would please help us, instruct us, give us wisdom with our life, for our life, so that we might use our life in the very best way possible. And then you see, then you see the lesson. He says, teach us to number our days, or in other words, Lord, help us to use our God-given time wisely. No, n- none of us know how much time we have on earth, isn't that right? Brother Riddell's 80 years old. My dad died at the age of 59. Young man, I'm already older than that. One of my goals in life was to live longer than my dad. 59, that's a pretty short time. Uh, I was told just this morning about someone who, uh, who, who died this week, 21 years old. And so none of us, you know, when we're born, even though we get a birth certificate, it doesn't say on that birth certificate what our expiration date is, does it? It doesn't say today you're born. I was born October 8th, 1960, and it didn't say uh, you will die on, so I have no clue as how, how many years I have left. I hope if I make it to 80, I'm as healthy and useful as, as Dr. Riddell is. I have every intention to be, but I'm not sure because no one has a guarantee. So, but we pray this, Lord, teach us to use each day that we have to the very, very best of our ability, right? That's the lesson. Not, not, not to waste time. Time is short. You hear it all the time. Where's time going? It's kind of like a vapor. It's here today and just gone tomorrow. So help us to use it, help us to use it wisely. And then I see, I see here the application. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And, and that's the application. Apply our hearts unto wisdom. And as I thought about that, there's a Bible verse or passage that just came to mind. And that, that would be Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. How many of us have that committed to memory? Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Let, let's quote it together. You ready? Trust in the Lord with and lean not in all thy ways, and he shall. Sums it up, doesn't it? Oftentimes, people will come up and say, Preacher, I got this going on. Do you have any counsel for me? And I just want to say all the time, yes, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Well, preacher, I got a family situation. I have Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But I got a situation at work, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But I got something going on in my marriage, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But I'm having a hard time with some friends, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. And so the, the psalmist Moses here, the man of God Moses, prays a prayer, speaking to the, the great teacher of life, the Lord himself, and asking for wisdom on how to use his life wisely. Lord, how, how can I make the, the best use of my life? Teach me to number my days so that I might apply my heart into wisdom. And I thought about this, and I want to ask you this question and then move on. What, 
what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Huh? I mean, for some folk, like this young man right here, how old are you? 21 years old. If the Lord tarries and grants this young man a long life, if he gets 70 years or 80 by reason of strength, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Brother Riddell's 80. He might live another 20 years. Every single Friday now, I spend some time with my grandfather, who is 101 years old. Yeah. And up until recently, he was doing great. He had a little fall, and that little fall was a major setback. And I was speaking to the preacher yesterday about that, and he said, I, I bet you he's got great stories. He does. And I hear the same ones all the time. <laughs> you know? 101. And I remember, I remember, oh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I was visiting with him, and I said, man, you're, it was right before he was going to be 100. He said, you're going to be 100. And you know what he said to me? Who wants to be 100? I said, well, you're 99. Wouldn't it be better to be 100? Who wants to be 100? So you don't know how long you're going to live, but what will you do with the rest of your life? And I want to leave us with just a, just a couple of suggestions, if I might. What will you do with the rest of your life? Maybe, maybe we should ask Moses. Go ahead and flip that slide if you would, guys. Maybe, maybe we should say, Moses, teach us something from your prayer. And I think maybe, maybe here's a few suggestions. Seek God's plan for your life. What will I do with the rest of my life? Let me encourage you. Seek God's plan for your life. Look at that text of Scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, goes on and he says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? I would hope that you would say, I'm going to, no matter how old I am, I'm going to seek God's plan for my life. Because God's got a perfect plan set out, prepared just for you. Amen? Amen. One of my favorite Bible verses is Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Let me know what that says. Let me know. I, we know verse 28. That's verse 28. That's a great Bible verse, right, Rich? For we know all things work together for good. To them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then it says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son. So you know what that means? That means this, before you got saved, God had already made up a plan for your life. And it's perfect. Look, look, look at the text. It's good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. Why? Because it's the will of God. Amen? And God makes no mistake. God's got a perfect plan for our lives. You know, the main thing for a Christian ought to be God's thing. We ought to just simply ask ourselves all the time, so Lord, what's your thing for my life? Right? Clay, how old are you? Twelve years old. It's not too young to be asking God, so what's your thing for my life? Right? You're 21, right, Nathan? And so you should be asking, God, what's your thing for my life? And if you and I, if we can just do God's thing. You remember, remember that saying years ago, keep the main thing, the main thing. You know what the main thing is? The main thing is God's thing. And if you and I will just do God's thing, we will have spent the rest of our lives 
the very best way we can. Very possible, best, best possible way we possibly can. Do God's thing. And then I thought about this. I thought about a second thought, what to do with the rest of your life. Secure good decisions. Secure good decisions. Again, I refer back to that text of Scripture where you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean to your own understanding. I think we've lived long enough to testify to the fact that when we have leaned to our own understanding, it didn't work out most of the time. Isn't that right? But when we, when we trust in the Lord, when we trust Him with all our heart, when we acknowledge Him, He certainly does direct our path. I was talking to Quincy today. I think he's up in the sound booth. And, you know, Quincy wants to be an exchange student in Spain, right? And is that Quincy or Quentin? Quincy, Quincy. And, uh, and so he put his application in, and we were praying for him. Remember I told you back on a Wednesday night uh, about a month or so ago, we were praying for him. And he put his application in, and, and uh, he was waiting to see if he was accepted, whether or not he's accepted. And so they posted on the website uh, names of those who had been accepted, and then names of those who were not accepted, and his name wasn't on either list. And so he came to me this morning, and I'm telling you this so you can pray for him, but also to make a point. He came to me this morning, he said, preacher, he said, here's the situation. I put my application in. I did everything they asked me to do. And he said, they published, you know, the list, and my name's not on the list. He said, so I called them and began to investigate as to what's going on. And for some reason, the file didn't show up. They didn't get a file. So they put him on the second every list, but at the top of the list. And he just looked at me. And I just simply said this to him. We're just praying for God's will, aren't we? Huh? And, you know, I know that sounds like a cop-out. You know, people come to you and say, well, Pat, preacher, or, or friend, or sir, or ma'am, or sister, or brother, you know, I got this going on. We just say, well, we're praying for God's will, aren't we? It sounds like a cop-out, but really, I'll be honest with you, it's the very best thing to do. Just pray for God's will so you can secure good decisions along the way. You know, right decisions are not always popular, but right decisions are always right. Amen? And you know what they said, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I read this someplace, that the last section of a person's brain to develop is the decision-making part. Yeah. I don't know if it's taken 62 years, but mine's still developing. But I want to make a point about that. There really is truth in that. Now, pay attention here. The last part of a person's brain that develops is the part that makes decisions. So you know what that means? You look at some young people that are 18, right, Ty? And 21, Nathan. And Tori, how old are you? 20. I'm not sure exactly what age that part of the brain matures you know, maybe it's after there's been enough exposure to truth, enough exposure to experience, where that person can then make just good, solid, rock-solid decisions. But until maturity steps in, we ought to trust the counsel of those who are wiser and love us the most. You know, I used to teach our teenagers all the time, 
I, I never forget this. Many times when I was a youth pastor, they come along and, man, they want to go to this college or not go to that college or marry this guy or not marry that guy or work this job, not work this job. What do I do? And here's what I would say. Trust the people who love you the most. And there's nobody that loves you like mom and dad. There's nobody that loves you like your grandparents. Nobody loves you like your preacher. Nobody loves you than those that are following God's plan for their lives. But you know what a lot of times we'll do? We'll go ask somebody who is out of God's will, somebody who's living their life in a messy way, as if they got it all, hello, doesn't work that way. What, what will we do with the rest of our lives? I, I pray that we, that we seek God's plan for our life and secure good decisions. Make the best, the right decisions. Not always popular, but always right. And then finally, I thought about this. Strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> Strike while the iron's hot. Look at, look at this Bible verse. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Strike while the iron's hot. Or, a better way to put it is, do what you can do, do what you should do when you have the strength and the ability to do it. Because there's going to come a day when you're not going to have the strength or the ability to do it. And so you need to strike while the iron's hot. Amen? Brother Riddell, when I was 50, oh, one or two years old, I remember I, I was, me and Donna were just getting ready to celebrate our 25th year anniversary at Southside Baptist Church, Valley Baptist Church that I pastored, 25 years. And I'll never forget this, for some reason, I, I just, for some reason I felt like my window of opportunity was closing, you know? And there was so much more, I was 51, two years old at that time, uh, there was so much more I wanted to do for God. And I felt where I was, where I was pastoring, I pretty much, that was it. I had a great staff, ministry was doing great, and I just had no vision. I loved those people with all my heart, just kind of like what these people were saying about you, but I had no vision no longer for that ministry, and we were just kind of nah, floundering. And we, we began to pray, Lord, please, we want to do your will at a high level. And that's when God, God closed the door for us there in Pennsylvania and got my son-in-law pastoring that church and opened the door for us in a church in Florida. We had no intentions of moving to Florida, although I didn't, I didn't fight that. But we had no intentions. We just wanted to be in a place where we would be challenged. Now, we're live streaming tonight, so I need to be careful with what I say. But we pastored there for nine, and nine years, and boy, what a challenge it was. And we grew to love those people probably in nine years as much as I love those people that I pastored for 25 years. God just put our hearts together in a very unique way. But it was almost the same thing, Donna. After seven years, you know, we were just kind of going through a routine, you know, and, and we really thought that God was going to move us on because now I'm no longer 51 years old. Now I'm 61 years old, and I'm saying, God, I still got something left in the tank that I want to use for you. Are you listening real good? I got no desire to fish all day, maybe every other day, but not all day, every day. Got no desire to retire. I want to use what you've given me for your glory and honor. And so what does God do? He closes the door on that church there in Florida and moves us back here to the Northeast. 
And as I preached this morning in an area where there's 825,000 people right outside the door, Gloucester County, Camden County combined, 825,000 people. I mean, 39,000 people right here in Monroe Township, 15,000 right here in Williamstown. I got 15,000 neighbors. Are you with me? What am I saying? I'm saying there's going to come a day when you're going to want to do it, but you're not going to have the strength to do it. Did you hear the passion in the voice of Bob Nickturn? Huh? I think Bob's already reached his 80th birthday. And he's past that. But did you hear the passion in his voice? You know what he was saying? Here's what he was saying. If I, had the, if I had the strength and if I had the age and if I had the ability like some of you young folk have, I'd be doing it. What are you waiting for? Isn't that what you were saying? But the good thing, the good thing is he done struck while the iron was hot. He did what he could do while he had the strength to do it. And I've counseled with many people who have gotten just lazy and I said this to them, there's going to come a day when you're not going to be able to do what God wants you to do, and you're going to look back, and you never did it, and you're going to have regrets. There's no regrets in that brother, or in that brother, or in that, where Dave Costco, and that brother. And then you get a young guy, Aaron, that's why I wanted Aaron to stand up. He's half all the rage. Aaron, how old are you? Where'd he go? Oh, he had, he had, to, he had to step out. He's, what's he, 40-something? 42? See 42? 43. 43. Half their age. And you know what his prayer is? I want to be as faithful as Dr. Riddell, and so I'm working at it. I'm working at it, and I'm trying to serve here. I'm trying to uh, submit to my pastor. I'm trying to do what God... Isn't that awesome? Isn't that wonderful? What's he saying? I'm going to strike while the iron's hot. I'm going to do what I can do while I have the strength to do it. Amen. And I would hope, maybe hope that's your prayer. See, there's coming a day when you're not going to be able to. My encouragement to you is don't procrastinate now. Don't waste time now because you'll regret it then. Teach us to number our days. Someone said this, you only get one life to live, but one's enough if you do it right. <laughs> right? Another person said life is like a coin. You can spend it any way you want, but you can only spend it once. So spend it wisely. How do I do that, preacher? Well, I think maybe by seeking God's plan for your life, securing good decisions, and then striking while the iron's hot. Amen. Doc, thank you for the example that you've set. You know, he's still preaching God's word. I ask him, we're going to begin a Bible institute here in, in the fall. I called him up some weeks ago and talked to him about a few things, got some counsel from him. And I asked him this question. I said, it's going to be on a Tuesday night. Uh, would you maybe think about teaching? I didn't even get finished the, the question, teaching the class. I said, sure, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. I said, do you need to get permission by, from Miss Faith? And he said, nah. I want to do it anyway. Isn't that wonderful? He didn't say, well, preacher, you know, it's nighttime, and I've already done, I, I already paid, you know, I already paid my due, I already did. No, I'd be happy to. He goes down, he preaches for that church down there in Port Norris, just a little church. Hello? He's 80 years old. 
Listen, if we drove by his house and just seen him sitting, if we looked in the window, just seen him in the recliner with his legs up, smoking a big old cigar, we wouldn't think nothing of it. In fact, I was by yesterday. I'm sorry, Doc. <laughs> Having to look in. We would have said, man, he's already, he's done his time. But he's not finished. And I don't think any of us should be finished until we're finished. Right? God's got something for all of us to do. And let's, let's just stay at it until we are taken home. Look at that prayer. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Praise the Lord. Thanks for being a good example for me, for these church members, and for these young people that are watching. Amen. And thank you, church members, for saying what you said tonight, because these young people are going to have to say that about me one day. And so hopefully I'll be as faithful as this fellow was. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you for being so good to us. You're a great God. You're a great father. You're a great companion. You're a great help. You're everything we need you to be just when we need you to be it. Help us to follow the examples that, that you've laid before us, men and women that have run the race, and, and Lord, they're, they're, just, they're just still running. They're, they're just not, there's no quit in them. Thank you for folks like that. And I would pray that you'll help us who are younger, still capable of running and running hard to do our very best to seek your plan, secure good decisions, and strike while the iron's hot. Help us. May Open Bible be just a, a powerhouse, a lighthouse, a force against evil in the days to come. We pray in Jesus' name and amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.